It's Buyer Beware When Signing on the Dotted Line for Student Loans by Walter Baum. The bartender at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City was a likable guy. This was before the new casino opened. It must have been in the summer of 2017. My wife and I were surprised that none of our craft beers were on the happy hour list. So we moaned to the bartender with the short red hair and begrudgingly ordered two Bud Lights. It's hot out, he said with a smile, and it's cold and wet. We soon found out he was a teacher. Is this your summer gig? I asked. He laughed. This is my year-round gig. He told us about being newly married and having a kid. It was expensive. The three of us, all teachers, talked about pedagogy. We could tell he had a passion for students and for music. I told him I taught AP English to kids whose main aim seems to secure a spot in a competitive college. He shook his head. I'll tell you what, he said. Tell them my story. I was just like them. I didn't want a state college. I thought I was better than that. So I went to an expensive college for music, and because of that, I'm working here rather than at home playing with my newborn. He said he got a great education, but he would have done things differently. I would imagine his students love him because of his passion and his enthusiasm. Would any of that change if they knew he commuted to Stockton, just up the road? After an hour of talking, three of my students, all theater students, walked into the Hard Rock. It's always a weird intersection between public and private life for a teacher. Little did they know that my interview with the bartender would be used in the classroom. The material kept coming. Uh, a week later, I was checking out at CVS in Cherry Hill. A very friendly woman works there in the evenings. Living the dream, she always says about her life. She usually looks tired. She said something about school being off, and I thought it was about her kids. I inquired, being naturally nosy, and I do teach journalism, so I like to listen to people's stories. She was a fellow teacher and worked in special education. I kept thinking, you're a professional and still you work evenings and weekends? Even her husband trained as a chef, but now he works as something else and helps cooks for the family. Her story became the same as the bartender story. Private school, loans, the reality of compounded interest, low starting salary for teachers, and then here she was working when she could have been doing a million other things with her life. And for what? For four years at a brand name school? Then I encountered another teacher working at Burlington Coat Factory in Marlton. She worked in special education in Camden and was eagerly looking for a new job. When she heard where I taught, she asked about openings. I said I didn't think so, but things always turn up now and again. So these stories and many others form the first 10 minutes of my unit on college. I talk about my own story, commuting to Rowan to study English, and that I worked at the Holiday Inn in front of me to help pay the cost. I worked 30 hours a week, but this was back when my mom just wrote a check for each semester. I graduated without debt, then went into graduate school and paid off that debt in one year. By 27, I owned my own house. There is one thing worse than having no money, I say in class, being in debt for a whole lot of money. This is where the mitts come off. Even though they read excerpts from books like Where You'll Go Is Not Who You'll Be, they are still convinced that College X is the end and not the means. They think College A will help them get Job Z. 
They think that college A will help them lead a carefree life X. Many do not consider the cost of graduate school or know about compounded interest. They do not see what I have seen for 20 years. The best and the brightest from very competitive high schools getting rejection after rejection from places like Princeton and Yale and NYU. And sometimes, no, many times, my weakest students get into the most competitive colleges for reasons that have nothing to do with dedication, grit, or intelligence. Then I tell them the story of my former student who went to Camden County College under the New Jersey Stars program. She was a top student in our school. Now she's a doctor, I said. If you can get to Chicago in a Honda Civic, why take out so much money to buy a Lexus? It makes sense. But when dealing with emotions and competition to be the best, it's rather difficult to make a sane choice. Logos takes a backseat to pathos. Logic defers easily to what the heart has been told it wants. Why attend Drexel to be a nurse when a nurse will be paid the same if he or she went to Camden County College? And it's not just teaching. Plenty of professionals in other careers drive cars and waitress and pull taps and clean houses. Is the extra money needed to retire early? For a vacation? For health expenses? Maybe. But more and more, it's to pay back a college system that is so out of touch with reality. And now with remote learning, that NYU tuition seems out of touch with reality too. Especially when sitting at a table watching dad cook sausages. Students, parents, make the wise decision. Get that degree. Get that dream job. Just find out how to graduate without crushing debt so you can actually enjoy a beer over the summer rather than serving it to others. Caveat emptor. Buyer beware.